The person you're becoming is stronger than anything you have ever faced. And that is the quote of the day. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by The Jerf Bar, my very own 100% organic real food bar available at JerfBar.com. Save 10% on your next order with the discount code QOD10. It is Monday, so let's get you fired up with one of your favorite motivational speakers of all time, Inky Johnson. Check this out. Young people, I want you to understand something. The person you're becoming is stronger than anything that you will ever face. I'm going to say it again so you can catch it. The person that you're becoming, right? You know why people give up? When people are not growing, people give up because they're stagnant, right? But the person you're becoming, the goals, the dreams, the aspirations, at a certain point, when you look at it, your reason for doing it and your driving force forward has to be a lot greater than just you because if you encounter something that you didn't expect and it catches you off guard, if it just hits you, it's a possibility that you can give up. But when you get hit with it, if you think about your mother or you think about somebody that sacrificed and believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself, it's a strong possibility you will face that adversity, embrace it, and immediately figure out a way to use it to add value to the world and every environment that you go into. I do what I do because I care about people. Point blank, period. Like, I serve every single day. I'm Like, I didn't want to speak. I tried everything in my power not to speak. I tried to get jobs at rec centers. I tried to do everything. And God closed every single door I tried to go in until it brought me to my knees, until I was in a situation where the only thing I had was my wife, my daughter, and a book that I had just written a month prior to my situation to where I went to my knees. I tried to work at my neighborhood rec center. God, nope. I tried to work at the Boys and Girls Club. God, nope. I'm trying to work at colleges, God, no. People were telling me you're overqualified. I'm like, okay, I'll be underqualified, just let me work. I got a daughter I need to feed. And one morning I got up, young people, and you know what happened? I was staying in my wife's grandmother's home because I had just moved from Knoxville to Atlanta three years ago. And it was a two bedroom home and the grandmother was in one room and my wife, me, and my daughter was in the next room. I didn't have any money. My daughter was sleeping in a swing that somebody bought her for her birthday. Every morning I got up and I looked at it, it hurt me to my heart. And one morning I got up, I looked at my wife and I had my book. And I said, I'm about to go meet Oprah Winfrey. My wife looked at me, she said, you know Oprah? I said, nope. (laughs) She said, you know anybody that work with Oprah? I said, nope. She said, you sure? I said, absolutely. She said, go for it. I take off driving up to Knoxville. I call my friend, Jeff. He's a lawyer. He pick up, hey, Ink, what's up? I said, Jeff, you're not going to believe it, man. I'm headed to Chicago to meet Oprah. Ink, you know Oprah? (laughs) Nope. You know anybody that work at Harpo Studios? Nope. He said, Ink, I know you're a wildly ambitious and driven person, but I think you need to hang up and you're in Chattanooga right now? I said, yep. He said, call me back in an hour. You'll be to Knoxville. And he said, I just don't want you to go up to Chicago and get disappointed because the chances of that happening is pretty much a long shot. 
The hour passes, I get to Knoxville, I call Jeff, he pick up. He said, ain't you still going? I said, yep. He said, stop by and pick me up. We get to Chicago that night. The next morning we get up, I go to the front desk. I said, hey, can you point me in the direction of Harpo Studios? And Jeff was standing in the corner, he was about to go work out. And I could see he was periphering me as I was talking to the people. They gave me directions. I'm going to walk out of the door. And Jeff said, Inky, wait, wait. Jeff is like 45. Jeff said, Inky, wait. I want to go over with you, man, because I really care about you. I don't want your heart to be broken, man. I said, all right, I'll wait. We get in the taxi. We get up to Harpo Studios. We jump out of the car. It was a coffee shop across the street. Jeff jumps out. Jeff said, Inky, I know this won't be long. I'm going to go in and get a cup of coffee. I'll see you in about three minutes. I said, okay. I got my book and I got on a suit that's about a 3X that I got from one of my cousins. And every door that opened, I would run into the door. I would say, hey, Inky Johnson, man, I drove up from Atlanta. I got my book. I want to get it to Oprah. Get out of here. We don't do that. I'm like, man, I thought y'all represented Oprah. Y'all are mean. <laughs> and so I got really frustrated. I went around the back of the building. I sat down in the parking lot. I put my back against the wall. I looked up at the sky, said a prayer. I said, God, man, I thought this was you. I get up, I walk around the side of the building. I'm like, man, I'm going to be looking like a fool. My wife is going to be mad at me. And I come around the side of the building, and it's a homeless gentleman sitting on the side of the sidewalk. And he looks over at me, and I say, hey, man, how you doing? He said, hey, man, how you doing? I said, man, I'm great. He said, how are you? He said, man, I'm great. I'm having a great time. And by that time, I looked up to my left, and the only person that was coming down the sidewalk was Oprah, and the security guard was trailing her. He was doing a light job to catch up with her. I stood up. She walked directly to me. She grabbed my suit. She opened it. I said, that's a nice suit. I said, thank you. I said, would you mind taking a picture with me? She said, sure. We take a picture. I said, this is my book. I wrote my book. Would you mind taking it? She said, yeah, I'll take it. She said, well, I got to get in and do my show. I said, thank you so much for your time. I went to walk off. Her security guard said, hey, young man, stop. I stopped. He said, I want to tell you something. He said, now, I don't know what this moment means. He said, but I just want you to know what just happened doesn't happen. He said, Oprah doesn't stop on the street for anybody. He said, usually when a situation like that happens, she'll send me up and she'll say, go clear them out. And I'll come and I'll just clear them out. She'll go into the building. He said, like I said, I don't know what it means. I don't know if you'll be on a show, book club. Like, I don't know if any of those things will happen. He said, but I just want you to know that moments like that never happen. I said, thank you so much, man. And I went to walk off. I got the picture. I started sending it to friends. I put it up on social media and people started hitting me back. They're like, ain't you going to be on a book club? Ain't you going to be on a show? I said, I don't know. I really don't care. They said, what do you mean you don't care? I said, what you all don't understand, what just happened in terms of my level of faith and how I live my life. I got up from Atlanta, Georgia one morning and I said, I'm going to meet Oprah Winfrey. And there was a dream, a goal, an aspiration. And to most people, it was a long shot. But man, God put me right front and center and I put my book in our hand. And I said, God, if this is how we're rocking, if this is how we're living life, let's go. And I've been on a mission ever since then to impact, to encourage, to inspire, and to add value every single day of my life. When you get up, the only favor I ask of you young people, make the things that you're a part of and the things you do a lot bigger than you. That's the only favor I ask of you because as beautiful and as smart and as strong and as powerful and you even smell good, like all of that that you have right now, all of that that you possess right now, the only thing I will tell you is that at a certain point in your life, at a certain point in your life, you're going to face something 
and money won't help you get out of it. You're gonna face something and who you know won't help you get out. You're gonna face something and how smart you are, it won't matter. You're gonna face something and how beautiful you are, it will no longer matter. And you know what's gonna matter? Why you do what you do and how you do what you do. People are driven by two things in life. It's not anything materialistic, superficial, and it's not a financial number. People are driven by who they become and what they give. My only challenge to you, every single day of your life, with the things you're a part of and the things you do, shift your perspective, be grateful for it. But most importantly, live your life with a greater purpose than just yourself. So when you hit the rough patches, when you hit the opposition, when you hit the adversity, you embrace it and you figure out a way to use it. 75% of life is beautiful. It's fun, it's hilarious, right? It's beautiful. But it's that 25% when somebody you love gets sick and you can't do anything about it. It's that 25% when you eight games away from becoming a first round NFL draft pick and you've been working since you were seven years old and you come in contact with an injury and it changes your life overnight. It's that 25% when somebody you love get hit with cancer and you don't know what to do. It's that 25% when a spouse or a parent gets sick and you just got to sit there and figure out a way to use it. Life is made up of the 25%. That's why I'm telling you, it's never about what happens to you. It's about how you respond to what happens to you. That's why Martin Luther King said, in life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing to help others? You judge a person's character, not by where they stand in times of comfort and convenience. You judge their character by where they stand in times of challenge and controversy. Adversity, opposition, and challenges are meant to make you a better person, a wiser person, and a stronger person. I'm going to leave you with this. Always remember, life is happening for you and not to you. I'm going to say it again because repetition deepens the impression. Life is happening for you and not to you. God bless you and I love you. Thank you. All right, that was Inky Johnson bringing that fire on your Monday morning. His website is inkyjohnson.com. He's got a book as well, Inky, an amazing story of faith and perseverance, available on his website as well as amazon.com. That is it for me. Hope your Monday is amazing. I will see you tomorrow. Peace. (laughs) 